Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. This is great from San Leandro. Uh, what was the Pharisees and Sadducees' problem with Jesus? Bye and God bless. Thanks, Greg. Yes, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. What was their problem with Jesus? He told the truth. He was a truth-teller, and everything about him spoke truth and brought light. And they could not bear to have their darkness exposed in his light. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Jesus and the Pharisees. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi everyone, welcome. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. And one of the hardest things for me of late is to turn the microphone on and to simply speak without having pre-planned what I'm going to say. Before it's time to talk... I have a lot of ideas in my mind. Just where do these ideas come from? Any of them are perhaps. See, if they come from down below, then uh, they can't be trusted. So I want you to, to understand that thoughts, the kind of thoughts that come from below or come from outside, can't really be trusted. What you want is intuition. What you want is to realize, to see clearly, and seeing clearly is often enough. Let's say your child comes home from school, and she's listless, and she's not doing her homework, and you look at your child, and you see that something is wrong. You don't need to go read a book. You don't need to consult with some expert. You see that there's something wrong. You don't know what it is, but something is wrong. You don't pressure her to do her homework. You watch. Maybe ask a little question, and then maybe it'll come out what's wrong. Maybe there was a bully at school, or she's not feeling well, or maybe there's too much pressure. See, it's one thing for adults to be under pressure, and it's not good, but if you're an adult, You can deal with it. But putting children under pressure, pressuring them to be more, work harder, study harder, try harder, not good. So I want you to understand that the thoughts that come from below are tempting you to go in some path other than what you clearly realize in the moment what you clearly see in the moment, what you clearly know in the moment, or what comes to you in the moment. See, if you clearly see something, then you act out of that clear seeing. Now, I want you to also understand that you're being lied to. People have always known that they're being lied to. You know, it's an old joke that politicians lie to you. We know that. And it used to be sometimes that if somebody lied to you, 
it wouldn't do you a lot of harm. If the politicians were lying, it didn't do you any harm if you lived on a farm somewhere far away. Once in a while, it might do you some harm if you were forced to go to war, for example. But generally, if they just left you alone, and it didn't do you much harm. Well, maybe a snake oil salesman came to town, and he sold some kind of a concoction. Who knows what was in it? But chances are, it might have been a little bit of alcohol and this and that, and it wouldn't do you any harm. wouldn't do you any good. He claimed it would do you good, and it wouldn't do you any good. But it wouldn't really do you any harm. But now, there are lies everywhere. Everywhere. Every package has lies. Every advertisement, practically. Every announcement. Every press conference, every, every single place that you turn are lies. And the ones who you should trust, who you think, see, they themselves are lied to. And they go along with the lies because to oppose the lies would damage their bottom line and their crony relationships and their credibility. So they go along with the lies, and some of them they believe, some they're not sure about, but they go along with them anyway. And so everywhere there are lies, and people believing lies and following lies and not telling the truth. And a lot of these lies can do you great harm. They can do you great harm if you follow the liars. I don't know if you can remember back in the 60s and 70s, a long time ago, there was a slogan, question authority. Do you remember that? You would see a bumper sticker here and there. It said, question authority. Well, that's not a bad idea. You know, nowadays, if you question them, then you're accused of spreading misinformation or something. But at least you can question them in your mind. You can hear what they're saying and just hear it. But don't automatically believe it because they may be lying to you. Roland talks about Christianity in a common-sense way. He wants to see people unshackled, freed from the baggage of the past. We find your zest for discovery and adventure. Keep listening to Shedding Shackles. So now here's a good question for you. If you're surrounded by liars, and you're surrounded by dupes, and people who are fooled by the lies, and people who are toting the lies. You know a lot of people. If you say, here's here's a thousand dollars, go and tell people such and such, even though it's a lie. They'll do it. If you say, here's ten thousand dollars, here's fifty thousand dollars, here's a hundred thousand dollars, here's a million dollars, see? Then they just go ahead and they tell the lie. Maybe they know it's a lie, maybe they don't, but they don't question it because questioning it, they wouldn't get their thousand dollars or their ten thousand or their million dollars. You understand? So the important thing then is how are you going to know the truth from the lie? See? So let's just assume that a lot of what's out there are lies. Let's assume that. And a lot of them are liars. A lot of them doing it on purpose. A lot of them don't know what they're doing. A lot of them just mindlessly go along. A lot of them are brainwashed. And so, they don't know. 
See, either they don't they don't know and they pretend. See, people who really don't know but pretend to know, isn't that also a lie? See, they don't know and they pretend to know. That's a lie. Or they do one thing, but they tell you to do another. See, that's a lie. Well, how are you going to know the difference? If the lies out there, if many of those lies can actually harm you, then it is important that you know the difference, isn't it? Well, how are you going to know the difference? Well, you have something at your disposal, and it is called intuition. Or another word for intuition is what you know in your heart, a gut-level knowing. Or another way of describing it is common sense. So, if you have an intuition, how many times many of you can tell stories of how you hesitated because something was warning you. It was wordless, wasn't it? There was no words, no words spoken in your mind. It was just something didn't sit right about what you were seeing or hearing. And so you didn't do what everyone was urging you to do, and then you were safe. That is intuition. It's a wordless way of knowing. Now, intuition is given to you by God. That's right. Intuition is given to you by God. So here's another basic thing that you need to understand. And you really know it, but you have ignored it. Let me tell it to you again so that you clearly hear it. God gives animals instinct. The beaver knows how to build a dam. The robin knows how to build a nest. See, it's instinct. It's given to the animal by God. Animals have instincts. Human beings do not have instinct. We have something that's much, 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 much better. It's called intuition. Animals have instinct. Humans have intuition. A little child, a little child can see and know, and the little child can't put words on what they're seeing, but they just see. Sometimes a little child can see that he's being lied to, or a little child can see that somebody is mean, and so on. But a lot of times, when a little child tries to tell mommy, my aunt is mean, don't say that about your aunt, why your aunt is a very nice person. But don't but me. I said your aunt is a nice person. See, but the little child sees that the ant is mean. A little child also has a sense of justice. You have a couple of children at the table, and you give one child more than the other one, and the other one says, you gave John more than you gave me. See, the little child has a sense of justice. How does a three-year-old child have a sense of justice? She didn't go to school to study justice. She just knows. You understand? Little children have, have that. Here comes a stranger smiling. The little child shrinks away. She can sense something not quite right about that smiling stranger. It's intuition. It's beautiful. It's from God. And it can save you. Intuition can save you. Because when you just see that somebody is not being totally honest or something's not quite right about something, then you just don't do it. You just don't go along. You wait. 
you demur. See? So that's intuition. God gives you intuition. Now, intuition is a higher way of knowing than just knowledge. See, there is knowledge, but then there's also intuition about that knowledge. Or you can hear the words, but then you can also see that they're true. So I can listen to Christian radio. I love to hear the scripture quoted. I love it when I hear scripture. And I hear it, and it's pleasant, but sometimes when I hear a scripture verse, I see it. Oh, I see it. There's much depth to it. So it's a deeper way of seeing, but I want you to to remember that it's wordless. You just see. That's all. You just see. I once knew a nice lady. She was the office manager where I used to work. She was a very spiritual lady. No, she didn't make, you know, great bones about it or anything, but she just was. She had gifts. For example, she could see auras. She could. She didn't use it for any reason. She just casually mentioned it by accident one time, but she was a very nice lady, and she had a very nice nature. But sometimes she could look at you. It was like she was staring through you. It was like she could see where you were coming from. She just stared, but in that staring, she knew wordlessly something. That's your intuition. So it's one thing to hear about God, but it's also to see, to know deeply that he exists. Now, some of you do. You just know that he exists. No one has to teach you you know Jesus exists. No one has to tell you that he exists. You don't have to hear it. You just know that it's true. See? Now, the problem is that we don't follow our intuition. We ignore it. Why? Because we follow other people. You believe more what other people say than what you know in your heart. Or they, they, they tell you to do something and you're not sure. You should wait until you see whether it's right or not. But you go along because you have become conditioned to be outer-directed and reactive to the outside. You pay more attention to what people say than what you know in your heart. You worry more about what somebody's going to say about you, or whether they're going to get angry at you, or whether they're going to not, you know, like you. You care more about that than what God, than what God would like for you. So you go along, you ignore your intuition, you find a way to start ignoring it and just going along. See. That's a big mistake. I was listening yesterday to the radio, and the guy was talking about, so what was he talking about? How he became a public speaker or something? I don't know. But he was talking about the first time he had to give a speech when he was in high school. I think he had to give a speech. And his heart was pounding, and he was sweating because he had to speak to people. And I thought about that, and I thought, why should that be? People. Shouldn't people... Shouldn't it be wonderful to speak to people? Shouldn't people have love and kindness and understanding and patience? Why should we? See, if you're afraid, it's like if a person is afraid of one mouse, then they're going to be even more afraid of a room filled with mice. You understand? If someone is afraid of one person, then they're going to be afraid of a whole room full of people. So why should somebody have their heart pounding and why should they be afraid to speak to a group of people? 
because you're afraid of one person. And who was the first person that made them afraid? Who was the first person that made them afraid, that scared them, that yelled at them, that threatened them? When I was a little kid, I was told that the boogeyman would get me if I didn't behave properly. But you know what? I believed it because I was just a little child and I became scared. We become afraid of, of, of a room full of people because we were scared by one person. Anyway, you understand now that we're so afraid of what other people are going to say, what they're going to think, that we just go along because we're conditioned to go along with public opinion. We're conditioned to go along with the peer group. We want to be accepted. We want to be liked. And why should we care so much whether other people accept us and like, like us? It shouldn't make that much difference. But you see, if you don't have a close relationship with your Creator, see, if He loved you, if you knew that He loved you and you had a relationship with Him, see, then you wouldn't care what other people say or what they think of you. You would only care what He thinks of you. So now, in a world filled with liars, many of the liars have positions of authority and expertise, and they have plans for you and your family. They go to school, and there they have to simply accept what they're told, and they're trained to not question, to just accept and go along. And so, some people are liars on purpose. Some are liars because they don't know, or they're duped, or they're fooled. But you have something that can save you from the liars, and it's your intuition and a little bit of courage and you question and you wait and you watch and perhaps from within you will sense the right way to go and what to do and you'll find see your intuition will help you find the 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 one who is not the liar your intuition will help you find the one who really can help you who could really can give you a helping hand without hurting you I exhort you to follow your intuition. It will lead you to your Creator and to Jesus and to truth and to safety and all the good things. This is Jeremiah Trujillo. I played all of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as the one you're hearing now, a wonderful arrangement of What a Friend We Have in Jesus by the arranger Glenda Austin. I was homeschooled when I was growing up, which is one of the reasons I had plenty of time to practice. I joined a homeschool choir around the age of eight and later on became the accompanist. I also attended art classes and tumbling, which gave me good opportunities for social interaction while avoiding the negative peer pressure sometimes found in the public schools. Playing the piano is a rewarding experience that can increase your self-esteem when you're growing up, and I highly recommend it. Thanks for listening.
Welcome back, everyone. We really do have a lot of nice resources for you at our website, SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. There you can find access to over a thousand YouTube videos. That's right, lectures that I've given over the years on a wide variety of topics, especially on stress and how to improve your relationship with your kids and your partner and your parents and everyone. All right? Let's take a call. This is great from San Leandro. Uh, what was the Pharisees and Sadducees problem with Jesus? Bye and God bless. Thanks, Greg. Yes, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. What was their problem with Jesus? He told the truth. He was a truth teller. And everything about him spoke truth and brought light. And they could not bear to have their darkness exposed in his light. And hasn't it always been that way ever since Jesus? It's always been the truth teller, the whistleblower, the one who stands up and tells the truth, is persecuted in the family. It's the one that stands up at the family gathering and points the finger and said, I just want you all to know that when I was a little girl, my uncle did this and this to me. And the whole family goes, oh my God, how can you ruin this? But this person is the champion of truth. And God loves truth-tellers, and he hates lies. And so the liars, with their narrative from which they get power, see, when they tell their lie, and you react with upset, with resentment, with hurt feelings, with fear, with trembling, with confusion, with anger to their lie, and they gain power, and they use the power against you. So the secret to life is to learn how to speak the truth without reacting to the liars. See the lie, speak the truth, but without becoming upset, without becoming... Yeah, it's okay to... There is such a thing as righteous indignation. Of course, when you see somebody lying, you can't help but feel righteous indignation. But just watch out for resentment. Don't add a pinch of resentment. Just see the lie, see the liar, speak the truth from the heart. It's beautiful. And the day is coming. What did Christ say? He said, the meek shall inherit the earth. Yes, the people who love truth. Those are the people who will inherit the earth. And the liars are doomed. But right now they're temporarily in charge. You see them everywhere with their lies. And yeah, they get money for it. Yeah, they get a little charge out of saying things that they don't really understand or don't really mean. But their day is coming. They shall reap their reward. 
And now I want you to know that it's the truth teller. It's always been that way. Anybody who stands up with the truth has always been persecuted. Is it any wonder that in history, uh, John F. Kennedy, a Robert Kennedy, a Martin Luther King, why is it that they were seen as being a threat? It's the truth teller. God loves the truth, and so you must stand up for truth, but first you must be solidly grounded. You must be sure and not doubt, and then you must do so with calmness, with poise, with conviction, but not with resentment. So, in the family, it's also the little child with eyes of innocence who sees the wickedness in others. That little child is the one that is picked on. It's the innocent one that is picked on so that it will become upset and come across and then conform out of fear or out of pain or out of going along to get along. You understand? So, see the lie, see the liar. Don't hate them. Don't hate them. Just see what they're up to. If it's appropriate, then you can speak the truth. It's not always appropriate. Sometimes nothing is to be said. You go about your business. Other times, if you can say a little something, you know, if it's a family and one person is doing something that's not right, then uh, you can point it out. But just be aware of the fact that just as they didn't like Jesus, those Sadducees and Pharisees, and just as Abraham Lincoln or John F. Kennedy or Martin Luther King were seen as a threat, so it will be in the family. They will try to put your lights out. Don't let them put your lights out. See the truth. Keep seeing it. Hold your ground. See. There may be nothing you can say. Maybe just watch. That's all. You can't always say anything. If you say anything, they'll slap you around and beat you down. But just continue to see the truth. Don't let them put your lights out. Don't hate them. That's the main, your main defense. Don't resent them. Don't hate them. Just see the truth and you'll be safe. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.